Proudly coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Frontier Podcast. I'm your host, Ledge, and we are powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and join the conversation at the Frontier Pod on Twitter. Giddy up! Tyler and Ledge discuss how optimization and automation engines like Sentient improve user experience and business results, and how to effectively organize multidisciplinary teams of data scientists and engineers. Tyler shares his hiring philosophy and how to prioritize a well-rounded team around the individual technology expertise of each team member. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Really cool to have you. Thanks, Ledge. Uh, can you give, you know, your two or three minute just background, story, history, and uh, about you and your work, you know, just for the listeners? Uh, sure, yeah. So my background is primarily large-scale distributed systems. Uh, I've built platforms at, at a few different companies, uh, including one of the largest education companies in the world, as well as uh, Cloudera, a uh, Hadoop uh, distribution company. Lately, I've been working on uh, evolutionary algorithms and uh, evolutionary computation with Sentient, which is the, the company that I'll be talking to you about today. Uh, we do um, optimization of stochastic problems and uh, and online learning. So, okay, talk to me about stochastic problems and online learning. You know, what uh, what's the particular domain there? I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about some pretty serious technology. Uh, break it down for the business guy. Yeah, so basically uh, what our platform does is takes the takes a series of ideas, potentially millions of permutations of different possible solutions to a problem, and then, uh, and then over time optimizes it to find, uh, to find early wins and, and early performance gains, but also uh, will identify the, the global maxima of the problem space. Uh, what that really means in kind of practical terms is uh, that we're focused on, on optimizing the user experience of websites uh, where people can put in, you know, tens of ideas to how they want to change their website, sort of um, different content to try, uh, et cetera. And then we will um, uh, collect data about those and and identify the optimal combination of those changes at any, at any given time. And so, you know, business benefit wise, then it's it's really a predictive engine then for for the user experience and engagement um so yeah so basically it's an optimization engine so you turn us on you put a bunch of ideas in and uh and if it's if you're an e-commerce site your revenue goes up basically it continually improves throughout um the time that our, our system is running uh it's faster automated optimization compared to uh an ab or, or standard multivariate testing approach so how does that actually work? You know, like what's the what's the stack of technologies, and how how does that integration work? So um, as far as the stack of technologies go, we're primarily uh, a JavaScript and and Python shop. Um, most of our algorithms are implemented in Python, and then we have a lot of of Node and Python services for for different aspects. We are in um, AWS primarily, so we use uh, we use Lambda at Edge quite significantly. Um, as well as containers in, in ECS and then different data, um, data handling systems, uh, Athena, Kinesis, the usual suspects. 
So basically, the the algorithms are based around the concept of uh, genetic algorithms, where we will introduce the, a lot of the ideas, we'll create possible solutions, uh, test fitness on those possible solutions, and then we will um, and then we'll continue to produce kind of variations on on those tested solutions to find the the a local maxima, but then also. Um, continue to search until we find a, the the global maximum as well. And how do you know when you reach like the optimal solution? You know, in any given case, or that's a broader algorithmic yeah. question. There, you know, the universe <laughs> the universe keeps changing, right? So yeah, yeah. So that's um, that. So so we kind of adhere to the idea that that there isn't uh, a permanent global maxima, right? We're we're constantly trying to find um, the best combination for now. So as your uh, as your user interaction changes, as um, as the market changes, as you run different campaigns, your user behavior will change. And so what what we're really looking for is is the best combination of changes at any given time. Um, so in some cases, our customers will choose to to find the the best combination for now, take it and implement it um, based on based on our our Bayesian statistics telling them this is you know this is the most likely combination to uh, uh, to improve your the goal achievement of your users, um, but in the end, it's really you know the system can continue to search uh, in the long term. And uh, the so the Ascend product really is is that applied to um, to the to web and user experience. So I have a question. I've talked to other technology leaders, uh, particularly around you know companies where the the end product is very ML ML or AI based. And uh, the organization of an engineering team and, and um, you know group of teams um, under that context, because it's very scientific and experimental, uh, may not, in fact, fit along the lines of normal Scrum and Agile. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what you guys have run into there. And do you do you treat uh, you know engineering teams and, and sort of scientific teams differently, or um, how do you um, how do you handle the organizational flow there? So. Uh, as far as that goes, we do find that that Kanban works sort of well enough, but we have the team structured in such a way that we have a, a couple of data scientists that are are permanently exploring new kind of new ideas and new improvements to algorithms. Sometimes it's a you know a simulation task. Sometimes it's it's a productizing. Um, an algorithm task, uh, and but it's available in the Kanban, and and so we try to to um, democratize it more than than just isolate uh, a team of smart people in a room that uh, that spend all of their time researching and and not propagating that data and experience to to the rest of the engineering team. We try to give all of our engineers the opportunity to do research to to find the right answers. Because I think that, that that makes the team better overall. It makes makes everyone value the output of the research more significantly if they're if they're involved in producing it, they understand the justifications for it. Um, uh, and they're they're they help to productize that those solutions. Do you have cross functional product managers and, and um, people who are thinking particularly on the, the product angle there? It seems like it would be maybe an engineering science and product kind of triangle. Um, so yeah, so uh, we have a, a an engineer with a math background as our product manager <laughs> within the company, um, and so he he's quite cross functional um, and can speak on both sides. And then I tend to bridge the gap, so um, I'm much more 
much more technical uh, in my background. Uh, so we work together and kind of identify the, the best path to take the technology. Fantastic. So I ask all the guests this, you know, because we're, we're in the business of, uh, you know, evaluating and vetting and, uh, you know, finding the very best engineers and, and it ends up being, you know, less than 1%, right, getting through the net. Um, so we have a pretty strong, you know, sort of proprietary process, if you will, for doing that. And yet I, I like to continue, continue to improve that process. So I ask all our guests, you know, uh, how do you find and hire and more on the hire and I, you know, sort of identify the, the very best unicorn senior A plus, you know, engineers, what are the heuristics that are most important, you know, for, for those roles in your company? Sure. So I think that it really depends on the team, right? I think that at any given time, a team has its strengths and weaknesses, and we're always trying to be aware of where we're strong and where we're weak and looking for people that fill the gap. I think, uh, you know, so much about good engineering is context. So does the person uh, have the background to solve the problems we have right now? Um, as far as the process goes, I find that, that engineers that we've worked with previously um, within our network, people that we have long track records of delivering great products with, always end up being the best hires. And good engineers know good engineers. So it's a good, good sort of hiring practice to get both good engineers and people who are both good engineers and good people, um, because then they, they gen generally have a strong network that we can continue to expand the team through. Um, and then as far as the evaluation of the individuals, we try and do uh, you know, blind panels where each person will test them on what matters to, to that individual and review them in that context. And then we can see where their strengths and weaknesses are um, and determine, you know, maybe they're great technically in general, but they're not filling the gaps that we actually have. Um, or vice versa, they, they aren't the, the most technical candidate, but maybe they have exactly the skill set that we need and, and, and the, the skill set where we're weak. So um, over, overall, I think that, that teams will evolve. You'll lose certain people that have strengths. You'll need to backfill those. You know, the, the problem space changes. And uh, so we adapt our teams relative to the current context. That's great. I love that, that it, it's not just about, you know, any particular profile or, you know, test or anything. It really depends on, you know, uh, the organizational and business problem that you're trying to solve you know, with mm -hmm. that collection of skills in context. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Of course, now I want you to develop the, you know, the AI to just, you know, battle test that, right? And, and figure out uh, how to fit the exact right person at the right time. People have been hitting that problem for a while. Yeah, I think so, some some problems are good for AI, and some some problems are good for traditional intelligence. So, uh. <laughs> some, yeah. we 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 used to joke that you know we uh, we use AI actual intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tyler, I think you know a lot of it's empathy as well. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just necessary. Uh, hey, well, good to have you on today, man. Appreciate it. You know, uh, best of luck with the the growth of the company. Great, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, 
Head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.